Hello, and welcome to 10 Things We Have to Tell You. In this podcast, we will be going over different top 10 lists ranging from funny, scary, sad, heartwarming, and much more. Time to send it to the studio with Kendra and Brandon. Hello, and welcome back to 10 Things We Have to Tell You. This week, we're covering our top 10 haunted dolls. We had so much fun researching this episode. Would you ever buy a haunted doll? No. And if you bring a haunted doll into our house, I will burn it down. It's almost like that one we got for our kid. Which is, I'm like 90% sure haunted, but I'm not totally sure. It is pretty creepy. I don't like it. I don't like dolls in general. And my mom used to have this huge doll collection. And for whatever reason, when I moved in with my dad, she started storing this creepy-ass doll collection in my bedroom. And I'm, I came back for, I don't know, the summer or whatever. It was fucking horrifying. And she was like, I don't have anywhere else to put them. Well, Jenny, you better fucking find somewhere, because I can't sleep. Right. You could just burn them. That's an idea. And so when she first got sick, I told Andy I wanted dibs on her creepy-ass doll collection. So that I could sell that shit off on eBay and, like, get some vindication from teenage <laughs> me. <laughs> because those dolls creeped me the fuck out. Yeah, I never really got to see them, though. Which was unfortunate, because I probably would have liked them. Probably. They were mostly porcelain dolls. I had a particular dislike of the ones whose eyes opened and closed. <laughs> Did not love that. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't like dolls. Yeah. don't like them. Fair enough. Okay, so coming in hot at number 10, Okiku. Turns out, haunted dolls aren't just an American tradition. In 1918, a 17-year-old Japanese man named... Uh, I'm going to butcher this first name. Akichi. Akichi Suzuki purchased a doll for his two-year-old baby sister, Okiku. That sounds awfully sweet. Seems like a too sweet start to the story. Yeah, it kind of does. Doll's just under 16 inches tall, wears a traditional kimono, and has blackest black hair cut roughly shoulder length in what's known as an okapa hairstyle. It's like a medium length bob with bangs, basically. Her unblinking eyes seemed to absorb everything around her, and she was absolutely enchanting. It does seem too good. Right? Suzuki took the doll home and gave it to Okiku, who immediately fell in love with it. As two-year-olds are likely to do. The doll became her favorite toy and her best friend. Okiku took the doll everywhere. It never left her sight. She even named the doll after herself. Sadly, though, in 1919, yellow fever hit Japan, and Okiku died at just three years old. So what happens was the doll ended up getting placed on the family's altar, which is a common practice in Japanese households to honor the dead. The Suzuki's created a small shrine to honor human Okiku and included the doll Okiku. Seems pretty normal all around. However, shortly after making the altar, the Suzuki's noticed that Okiku's hair seemed to be growing. What was originally a shoulder length cut with nice, neat ends was now a tangled disaster of split ends that... Oh, I lost my spot. <laughs> mid-sentence that's that's kind of impressive that is that reached her waist it was just not great hair and it even had different colors family started dreaming of okiku and then would wake in the morning to find the doll by the side of their beds 
if I wake up and there's a fucking doll standing at the side of my bed, I will burn this house down. <laughs> I'm going to get arrested for arson or something. Seems like the most likely thing to happen. I don't. I don't care what happens. Honestly, if I wake up and a doll is standing at the side of, on my side of the bed, staring at me, you die first because it was probably you, <laughs> or the doll is haunted, so I have to burn the house down. I just mm-mm. no. So I got like a fifty-fifty chance. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'll ask you if you deny it, then I'll burn the house down. Okay. Well, at least there's that. The family started dreaming of Okiku and would wake in the morning to find the doll by their beds. Lights flickered, strange noises and voices started being heard. The usual. These things all seemed to get stronger as the year approached certain dates. Human Okiku's birthday and the anniversary of her death. Shamans all around the town believed the little girl's soul was trapped in the doll. The family lived with the doll Okiku for years. They grew quite fond of little girl's restless spirit. When they moved in 1938, they feared moving the doll would create issues since they believed her power came from the closeness of human Okiku's grave. They asked the local temple to take care of the doll. The temple happily agreed and took her into their care. Since 1938, the priests at the temple had managed to turn Okiku into quite the tourist attraction by approving some of the claims. Okiku's hair does in fact grow, and when it was set out for testing, it was proven that the hair was that of a human child. No. Zero out of ten stars. <laughs> if you find yourself wanting to visit Okiku, you can travel to Iwamazawa. Nope, that was not right. Iwamazawa. 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 <laughs> okay, this is starting to feel a little bit racist. <laughs> Iwamazawa. Hokkaido, Japan. She's in her own private little shrine on display at a temple there. Do you know what Okiku looks like? Well, you're about to oh, find out. Jesus. Okay, I can see. I can see why he had to buy this doll. Because she's beautiful. In the first picture. She's fucking terrifying in the second picture. I don't like it. Unblinking eyes. I don't know if I'd like it if she did blink. I don't. No. It'd mm -mm. probably make it way worse, to be honest. Yes, because yeah. then she'd blink at me. It'd probably be one of those, like, slow blinks where, like, the eyes don't close at the same time. No. Right. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. But, like, the original doll, she's beautiful. And you can tell that somebody spent a lot of time making her. Mm-hmm. Oof. I mean, the second one's not, like, that bad, but it definitely looks worse. I think part of it is that it's a it's not great quality, but like her hair grows. It's fucking weird. It really is. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. One of those mysteries will never be solved. Now you know why I'm going to have nightmares for the rest of my life about this episode. <laughs> Moving on to number nine. Imagine this. You're cleaning out the attic and you find a tattered truck. You open it, and it's just filled to the brim with old newspapers. Kind of seems cool, yeah? You're like, these are huge parts of history. So you pull them out and find that they date going all the way back to the 1930s. However, under all of those newspapers, you find a battered doll and a single piece of aged paper with the Lord's Prayer on it. 
How do you react? I mean, it's weird, but like I probably don't like. I might keep it. You would fucking keep it. You would, cause you're a weirdo. Well, this exact situation happened to a family in upstate New York. The peculiar doll was added to a collection of other antique dolls, which right there is your first problem. Why do you have a collection of antique dolls? <laughs> I don't get it. If you are a doll collector, I'm sorry. I think you're strange. So this family named this doll Charlie. At first, Charlie seemed like a normal antique doll, and the owners thought nothing of it. But then they noticed that Charlie seemed to move from place to place on his bench whenever he wanted to. They originally blamed their mischievous kids, but the kids swore up and down that it wasn't them. They're young. I, I, I feel like some of it had to have been them. Well, just keep your pants on, sir. I'm getting there. Their youngest daughter, only four years old, then told them that Charlie talked to her when she got up to use the bathroom in the middle of the night. If I get up to pee in the middle of the night and I hear a creepy-ass little voice, come play with me. No. Nope. Daddy, daddy, daddy. No, it's not. No, I'm not. Come play with us. No, I'm not come doing it. Play with us. Stop it. You're being creepy. Her parents blew it off, blaming her imagination, until the other kids joined in on the chaos and started refusing to use the restroom during the night or to go anywhere near the bench holding Charlie. Apparently, these kids were fucking terrified of this doll. So they were not the ones moving it around on the bench because they had refused to touch it. Hmm. Finally, the four-year-old was found to be covered in scratches that she swore came from Charlie and not the family's cat. I feel like that one's 50-50. Like, and she could be making that up. So the owners were like, we've had enough, and they locked Charlie back up in his trunk in their attic, when, where he was forgotten until years later. Once the children were grown, the house was sold, and the trunk in the attic was moved to the garage to be sold at a garage sale. A woman purchased Charlie and his trunk, including his newspapers, but after hearing the original owner's stories, she was quick to sell him to someone else. It's a woman after my heart. Mm -mm. Honestly. I would have been the one to buy that. I would have been the someone else. No. Charlie changed hands a few more times before finally being donated to a shop called Local Artisan, an oddity shop in Beverly, Massachusetts. He still moves sometimes, but it seems that his ghostly powers are mainly activated by children. Is that Charlie? That is Charlie. What the fuck happened to his face? He's an antique doll who is probably possessed by a demon or something. You know, the body just looks funny, though, compared to the head. He looks like a... a jockey. Yeah, I can see that. Moving on to number eight here. So, 50 years ago in the early 1970s, which I refuse to believe that was 50 years ago. Get over it. <laughs> Harry Walton made a creepy discovery under his house in Wagga Wagga, New South Wales, Australia. I want to move there. No. Wagga Wagga. No. Uh, first of all, we're not moving to Australia. Second of all, no. Wagga Wagga. Stop it. 
Mr. Walton discovered a wooden carved doll with human hair that was soon named Letta, short for Letta Meow. I I like 0% of this. That's fucking hilarious. I don't like that this the picture of this doll is on the same page. So, I have my thumb my thumb covering Letta's face because it freaks me out so bad. Uh, the doll appears to be about 200 years old and is just absolutely the creepiest fucking thing I've ever seen. Can you tell that I'm the one that wrote this episode? Yes. Uh, Letta is accused of moving things around the house and visitors of Mr. Walton's home, including a journalist there. The journalist reported seeing a clock fall while they were discussing the child that is said to have possessed Letta. Okay, that makes it sound like um, Letta moved visitors around Mr. Walton's home. When in fact, Letta moved things around the house and visitors of Mr. Walton's home, including a journalist for an, there for an interview, have also reported seeing Letta move. Letta did not move people around the house. Yes, just to be clear. <laughs> uh, where were we at here? Uh, clock falling. It's believed that Letta is possessed by the spirit of a German child who drowned at a young age. Letta currently tours around Australia with Mr. Walton, testing the strength and bravery of people by sitting on their laps, which is what I like to call a no thank you. Or in my case, yes please, let me give you a hug. Look at that creepy ass doll's face and tell me you'd give it a hug. I would. That bitch is going to murder you in your sleep. Mm-mm. No. Zero out of ten. I mean, I thought I'm going to keep it. I would just... I don't care. I'd give it a hug, I don't though. care. You're going to bring home its creepy haunted doll germs, and then our house is going to be haunted. What are you going to do? Get on a plane and fly to Australia? I'll figure a way to get there. What are you going to do? Swim? Boat. Somali pirates. Look at me. <sighs> I am your haunted doll now. <laughs> this is as close as you're getting to a haunted doll, is a retired goth kid. Have fun. Moving on to number seven. Ruby, a porcelain baby doll from the early 1900s, was passed down from generation to generation, always, leave, always living in attics and basements. Her owners, for some unknown reason, never quite felt comfortable keeping Ruby out in the main living spaces or even putting her on display. Ruby had a knack for moving herself from room to room without any help. It's also reported that when Ruby is picked up, she immediately induces feelings of intense sadness and nausea, and also maternity in whomever is holding her. Visitors of Ruby often feel the urge to rock the doll like a real baby. I don't know how much I buy that. Yeah, versus people who want to pick up Ruby are probably people who have given birth and therefore if 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 our kid handed me a doll I would probably start rocking right I mean I guess it's not like the worst things ever it's like I don't oh, if you like, add in the nausea though I'm out right I mean it's not like 
the worst possible case scenario, though. It's not like it's like going around killing people. It's like, oh, it's just making you sad. Well, that's like ninety percent of the country. Uh, you're nauseous. Okay, okay. Nauseated. Nauseated. Nauseous. No, they're not the same thing. Okay. And then maternity. Like, it, it's yeah. it could be worse. For how creepy she looks, it could be worse. Well, I feel like the picture makes her look super creepy. I don't think she looks like that creepy in real life. But, like, yeah. Anyways, Ruby's owners believe that she belonged to their ancestor, a young girl who died while holding Ruby, which seems to be a recurring theme. Ruby was donated to the Traveling Museum of the Paranormal and Occult, which is why I think her picture looks so creepy, because that they're trying to make her look creepy. Oh, yeah. That's more than likely the case. I wonder if that's a U.S. thing. It is a U.S. thing. And travel, you say? We are not going to see Ruby. I say you had to come. No. You are going to bring home creepy doll germs, and I don't want them. <laughs> I just want to cut off a little piece of the clothing. No. Bring it home. Okay, I'm pretty sure she walked in a case. Oh. oh Stop fine. trying to bring home haunted dolls. I'm going to make you sign a contract. I know lawyers. <laughs> okay, moving on to number six. This brings us to a doll that has had no strange occurrences reported until she was donated. A woman donated Mandy to the Quesnel Museum and Archives located in Quesnel, British Columbia, Canada. In 1991, after it was given to her by her grandmother, who had found it in a trunk that had been locked for many years. The woman claimed that Mandy gave her a very strange feeling, and because Mandy was so fragile, she didn't want her young daughter to break her. After Mandy arrived at Quesnel, the staff started reporting very strange occurrences. Mandy was photographed to add to her exhibit, and then left overnight in the lab. That can't go wrong. Um, spoiler alert, it won't. <laughs> hundred percent goes wrong. <laughs> Upon the return of the morning, staff found the lab just absolutely wrecked. It looked as though a child had thrown a temper tantrum. Weird, but okay. Staff sets Mandy up in her exhibit and gives her a stuffed lamb to keep her company. The next day, they find the lamb thrown outside of Mandy's locked case. Fucking weird. Yeah, it just gets weirder as you go on. Mandy was placed in an exhibit with other dolls, and the next day, the other dolls were found knocked over. <laughs> Mandy is a bitch. Mandy's a bitch. It definitely seems like it. It kind of seems like maybe a bitch died while holding Mandy, and it possessed <laughs> her. And she's like, other dolls? Punt. Oh, gosh. Fuck them dolls. Uh, visitors of Mandy have reported that her eyes follow them. No. And that the cameras do not work in her presence. I'm out. In 1999, Mandy appeared on the Montel Williams show to meet psychic Sylvia Brown. If anyone actually knows who Montel Williams is, that's... Take your Tylenol. Yeah, like that. And use your face cream. <laughs> right, like, if you need Tums... Okay, you just aged me so much. Yeah, if you need, if you need your Tums, take them now. Uh, Sylvia believes the doll belonged to a set of twins who had died of polio. The twins' mothers grieved so greatly that the loss of their child possessed the doll. Why are you saying that like the twins have two moms? The twins' mothers grieved so greatly that the loss of her children possessed the doll. 
enjoy this creepy ass picture of Mandy with her cracked face. <laughs> no. If I am walking around an exhibit, which I would never go to this exhibit, let's be clear about that. If I'm walking around and the doll starts looking at me and I'm in a different place, I'm out. I'm gone. It's, I would like a refund, please. No. I ran, I ran so far away. <laughs> if I try to take a picture and the camera doesn't work, I'm gone. <laughs> I'm done. I did have that happen, though, uh, at Devil's Den in Gettysburg. I tried to take, Dad took me there, and I tried to take pictures, and my pictures didn't turn out. And Was it one of those little disposable cameras? No. No, it was a nice digital camera. Huh. Yeah. It and, was, I, and I don't, I still don't believe that the Mansfield Reformatory is haunted, though, because, like, I've taken so many pictures in that place, and, like... Okay, but not all ghosts affect that. You... The Ohio State Reformatory was shut down because the state of Ohio found that they had committed crimes against humanity. And you're going to tell me that that bitch isn't haunted? No. I don't know. I mean... And even worse than being haunted, it is not handicapped accessible. So... It is not. No. I will not be touring the prison anytime soon. <laughs> I don't want to go near it. It gives me icky feeling. I also don't really want to go to the music festival but I will for one band right and then I will leave bye anyways number five number five is going to haunt my dreams forever meet Lily I need you to go look at the picture of Lily okay right looks comical he does it looks like it's like trying too hard Yes, well, that is not Lily. That is a replication of Lily. Okay. Lily's history is dated back to the early 1600s when she was imported from Europe by Dutch colonists in New York. Lily is, in fact, not just one doll, but a long line of haunted dolls. The Dutch colonists would put Lily figurines out to frighten off local spirits and New World ghosts, aka we like our ghosts from um, our place and not this place. So you keep your scary new ghosts, we'll keep our old not scary ghosts. Is that like ghost racism? Yes, I think so. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> One specific Lily doll was made in the 1800s in Germany. She was found by an antiques dealer, but was soon donated when her owner began having, get this, terrible dreams. Oh, no. Can't imagine why. Uh, so that owner, um, when, he, when they found the doll and then started having terrible dreams, called my least favorite person, not in the world, but one of them, Zach Baggins, and said, I've got a present. I don't want this doll anymore. It is yours. So Zach Baggins is now in possession of Lily. I don't know how that man is still alive. He is going to piss off the wrong spirit. And... I, I just don't like the guy. I call him Zach Douchebaggins. I want to punch him in the face. Uh, I just... I know they have to, like, <clears throat> embellish it more for, like, the show and stuff to keep people interested, but, like, they just kind of go, like, 
over the top too much. It's, I... Mm. If they were just more, like, real with it, and not just trying to be, like, so dramatic and everything, I probably would No one would watch it. it if it was dramatic. If it wasn't dramatic. Like, I get... No, I agree with you. I just think nobody would watch it then. It's kind of like cops and stuff like that, you know, like, eh. Uh, cops shouldn't be a show either. Don't get me started. So, Zach Baggins currently is in possession of this one specific Lily doll. However, you can purchase a replication Lily doll for yourself to terrify and traumatize your children in the days leading up to Halloween. <laughs> it is an elf on the shelf. For Halloween. Or as I say, instead of Elf on the Shelf, it's like Lily on the <laughs> on the front porch. Because you're supposed to put her on your front porch to scare away the ghouls. No, I, I'll take a ghoul instead. Thank you. <laughs> and like, the website I must have spent three or four hours on this website just reading through everything and it was like every Lily doll has their own personality. Nope. No. Fuck this place. Fuck you for selling this. Fuck this doll for existing. I'm out. So I'm... You shouldn't start a collection of dolls and keep them in the basement. No! <laughs> Although you could. I never go down in the basement, so you could, and I would not know. But no! What is... start, start throwing some in the attic, you know? Like... How are you going to get... I'm still sitting right here. I can look up. How are you going to get your big head up inside the attic? My head's not that big. Yeah, it's going to be the only part, part of you that fits. I can just throw them up there. Then they're broken. Then you've released the angry spirits into our house. Well, we live in a condo, though. It's gonna, it has all these choices for people to haunt. Yeah, and it's going to haunt us. <laughs> be like this asshole threw us up here and broke us and now i had a nice comfy home <laughs> in this creepy ass doll and no now i'm free to roam the earth <laughs> right the lily doll you can buy is based on elizabeth bathory do you know who elizabeth bathory is yes okay good 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 aka the blood countess accused of murdering up to 650 young female servants so that she could bathe in their blood. Right, she thought it would, like, keep her young. Sure. Correct. Yeah. So that is why this Lily doll doesn't really look terrifying. Looks ridiculous. Uh, I still don't want her. Birthday but... present. Yeah, so uh, if you get that for me as a birthday present, you will not live to see your next birthday. <laughs> Sounds like a win-win. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you get a haunted doll, and I die. It works out perfectly. <laughs> uh, okay, moving on to number four here. The next doll has haunted the same family for many generations. Joliet. 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 Joliet the doll. Joliet the doll has been passed along as a gift to celebrate a person's pregnancy for years. She was originally given to a woman who was pregnant with a son. The person that gave the gift and the pregnant woman soon had a falling out, and Joliet was cursed. Obviously, that's what you do when your friend has a falling out with you. I mean, you curse the doll that you gave her. I mean, clearly, that's... Uh, of course, right? I mean, why, why not think of that? Uh, 
I'll be right back. I have some friends that I need, some ex-friends whose dolls I need to curse. <laughs> Uh, so the woman's son was born, and three days later, he developed an illness and died. That went south real quick. Oh, yeah. It's now reported that each new person to receive Joliet will have two children, a boy and a girl. The boy will die three days after birth. Wait, what? Let me start that again. The woman's son was born, and three days later, he developed an illness and died. It is now reported that each new person to receive Joliet will have two children, a boy and a girl. The boy will die three days after birth. It's believed that Joliet absorbs the souls of the boys and keeps them until Judgment Day. Joliet can also be heard crying at night as though she were a live infant and giggling when someone makes a mistake. That one's fucking creepy. <laughs> She's what referred to as a note. But I have follow-up questions. I do have follow-up questions. I, so it's the same family, and every time, each time that the dog, get, that Joliet gets passed down, they just accept the gift, knowing that their son is going to die three days after he's born. Right, it seems like you could just, like, stop this forever ago, just been like, I don't want that. <laughs> like, don't right, want, like, don't uh, give it to me. Uh, no, thank you. I will not be taking that. There seems to be um a theme, and I like this baby. I would like this baby to live. Thank you. So, in th my research, I found that the women of this family are just like, we think Juliet's protecting our sons, and, you know, and when you can hear an infant crying it's not actually Joliet it's the souls of our sons but we all have daughters fuck what is wrong with you right like oh my gosh oh, I thought I was fucked up damn <laughs> I, I, hmm. I mean we all had childhood trauma but it wasn't that moving on to number three. Oh wait first what do you think of Joliet's face I mean, it wasn't as bad as some of the other ones, honestly. No. But it is creepier than Lily. Yeah, I would say creepier, but definitely not the creepiest. Yeah, yeah. You know. I don't know, she got them razor-thin eyebrows, though. <laughs> Fucking 90s called. She had that, uh, that, what's it, the eyebrow, um, where they take, like, the little wire thingy and, um... Oh, uh, I know exactly what you're talking about, but I'm not going to help you. Keep going. Oh, what the fuck is it called? I just watched a YouTube short on this the other day. Why would you watch a YouTube short on this? You know, it just popped up. Some guys were getting it done for, like, a joke. Uh -huh. Oh, what the hell? Eyebrow policing? No, not policing. Oh, what the hell? I'm enjoying this. Eyebrow. Hold on. Eyebrow. Not Plucking eyebrow. Well, no, eyebrow plucking is why Joliet's eyebrows fucking look like that. It was the 90s, it was a time, and now none of our eyebrows grow back right. Eyebrow, not eyebrow fleecing, eyebrow leveling? Nope. No. Okay, just tell me, I can't think of it. It's called eyebrow threading. Threading. You take two pieces of thread, and that's how they trim up your eyebrows. Yeah, I was... It, it's an entirely unenjoyable experience. <laughs> and my face, which is already pink, 
because I am Casper the fucking ghost over here. Lit up like a Christmas tree. You could you couldn't see my blonde eyebrows. Uh because my whole forehead was pink. Yeah, I just wanna try it at some point just to see. No, your eyebrows are fine the way they are. Okay, moving on to number three. Amelia was made in nineteen ninety four. She was purchased and taken home to a one hundred year old house. Upon arrival, Amelia's eyes turned from a brilliant blue to neon green, and thus began her series of weird occurrences. Amelia's owner was often awoken during the night by the sound of a baby crying. Weird, because she didn't have a baby. She didn't even have neighbors that had a baby. Eventually, she became fr- she became frustrated with this, and donated the doll to a group of paranormal investigators. They turned around and sold her on eBay to a man who uh, didn't care for reading and um, didn't much care that he was buying himself a haunted doll. Uh, he did not read the description on eBay, and which very clearly stated that Amelia was a haunted doll, and he bought her, which I have questions about that, because what kind of man is just going around buying dolls not haunted dolls just a doll <laughs> it's like, Ooh, pretty with neon green eyes so he was a traveling businessman so he was not home much to experience amelia's paranormal happenings but one day he forgot something after leaving for a trip and turned around to go back home and get it when he arrived he entered his house to find amelia standing in the hallway waving at him she then turned around and ran away. He obviously immediately made the decision to re- resell Amelia on eBay. She was purchased two more times before disappearing. Finally, a paranormal investigator named TJ was given Amelia by a man who just happened upon her. TJ states that he believes Amelia is a gentle, harmless spirit and that he has himself has only had one unusual incident. I wish that this had printed in color so that you could see this doll's eyes. As a matter of fact, I'm going to look it up right now. You amuse yourself for a few minutes. This is Amelia in color. So when they bought her, when her owner bought her, her eyes were blue. When the owner brought her home, her eyes turned green. The hell? <laughs> Look at them. They are neon green. They are. Yeah. She got that red curly hair and a creepy old time dress. You have to have a creepy old time dress. Yes, because why? what else would a haunted doll be wearing? So yes, that's Amelia. Uh, TJ does not believe that Amelia ha- would harm anybody. Uh, that she's just a restless little girl. And... Godspeed, my friend. You are on your fucking own. <laughs> Enjoy. At least it's not Zach Baggins. Right. We're gonna Gotta get sued for libel, slander, slander, probably. Libel's like written, isn't it? Ah, uh, yeah. Probably. I'm, I'm not a lawyer. Anyway, moving on to number two, which I'm sure that everyone listening to this uh, has definitely heard about, Annabelle. Arguably one of the two most famous haunted dolls. 
Originally a plain Raggedy Ann doll, Annabelle was given to a nursing student named Donna in 1971. Donna took the doll home and she and her roommate began to notice some disturbing behavior. A psychic medium told her that the doll was possessed by the spirit of a deceased girl named Annabelle. They tried to accept Annabelle as she was and care for her, but Donna and her roommate became scared when Annabelle started exhibiting malicious behavior. Enter Ed and Lorraine Warren. No. Exit Ed and Lorraine Warren. <laughs> Fuck them. They were contacted after one of Donna's friends was attacked by Annabelle, and they moved Annabelle to their now-closed museum after pronouncing that she was actually possessed by a demon. They were demonologists. I'm sorry, they were demonologists with no no way to back up their claims that they were demonologists. They took advantage of people. Sorry, I really hate the war. <laughs> yeah, they definitely were not good people at all. But like, oh, we're gonna take your creepy-ass Raggedy Ann doll because she's possessed by a demon. And we're gonna make so much money off of her. Go on. <laughs> Uh, so, Annabelle remained locked in a glass box until the museum closed. There are many theories surrounding Annabelle since the Warrens have come under a more scrupulous eye. The doll now travels around to different conventions. We won't go into the reasons why Raggedy Ann dolls are stupid, but, you know. Warning, positively do not open. What's she gonna do? She got little legs. <laughs> right? She got little legs. My legs are eight and a half miles long. I'm just going to outrun her. Is she fast? Uh, it just does not look scary. No, that's why for the movies they had to make her creepy. Because, right, like, that's just a plain old raggedy doll. Right, could you imagine the actual movies with that? That would just be hilarious. <laughs> I would actually probably be more likely to watch it because I'd be like, aw, it's a baby. Not, oh, Jesus, that's, oh, fuck, that's a creepy ass doll. Oh, we gotta love Hollywood. Right? Okay, moving on to number one. I'm sure we've all figured out which doll is number one by now. Uh, because there's really only one famous haunted doll left. And that is Robert the Doll. Robert the Doll belonged to Robert Eugene Otto, a young boy in Key West, Florida in the early 1900s. One night, 10-year-old Jean woke up to find Robert the doll sitting at the foot of his bed staring at him. And if you don't think that's creepy, and you would not be creeped out if that happened to you, I'm going to wake you up by sitting on the end of the bed and staring at you until you wake up. <laughs> and then we'll see how you feel about it. I probably wouldn't even wake up, though. You would not. You slept through me screaming for you when I was pregnant. And just earlier this week, you slept through me having one of the worst Charlie horses I have ever had in my life. I mean, I, there were tears streaming down my face. Hudson was barking. The kid was screaming because I was yelling. You slept through the whole thing. You never even rolled over. It's like I tell, like, like, I, like I say, like when I take that sleeping pill, it's just, I'm done. <laughs> like. I think I'd have had a better chance of waking you up if you had actually been dead. Probably. I mean, I'm sobbing, laying in bed next to you, because I'm, I'm like trying to flex my foot so that it'll it'll stop. And I, not a word. 
Not a peep. <laughs> That's why I got a text yesterday, apparently, like, 9.45. They're like, someone at work, they're like, oh, yeah, like, there's no one to come in. Someone's not feeling good. Like, y'all don't have to text me after, like, 8.45, because, like, I'm asleep. <laughs> I'm not going to get that till like, 4 in the morning, man. Like, I can't help you. <laughs> Dead. You just die. I want to be able to sleep like you do. Because you also talk in your sleep. And you say some of the weirdest things. <laughs> like the night that you, you... I'm a chronic insomniac. I can't sleep to save my life. Unless I am heavily medicated. And so I'm laying in bed. I'm watching my friends play games. And you sat straight up in bed. Dead asleep. Looked into the corner of our bedroom and went, Yeah? Oh, okay. Laid back down and went back to sleep. <laughs> and I just rolled over and looked at you and went, What the fuck was that? And you were, you were back asleep. It. I think I was probably just like, uh, like talking to someone like, Yeah? Oh, okay. Great. Was it the demon? Well, it was like the time in basic training when apparently I just sat straight up and like screamed and then went back to sleep. <laughs> you do that, you won't ever wake up again. <laughs> that, the the staring at the corner of our bedroom and going, yeah, oh, okay. And then going back to sleep. No. I hope one of these days I sit up and I go, what's your name? Tony! Fuck you, Tony! What's your name? Ezekiel. Fuck you, Ezekiel. I wonder whatever happened to that guy. Who cares? You care. You're going to go Google search him now, aren't you? Yeah, when we're done. Cool. Anyways, one night, 10-year-old Gene woke up to find Robert Badal sitting at the foot of his bed, staring at him. Gene's mother was awoken by his screams and the sounds of furniture being moved around. She finally managed to get his door open, only to find him curled up on his bed crying, with his room in disarray around him, and Robert the doll sitting on the bed staring at her. Jean was able to whisper the words, Robert did it, which were words he would ultimately utter many times during his childhood. Robert stayed with Jean all through his years, and Jean's parents would often hear him having conversations with Robert. The doll unexpectedly, would answer in a completely different voice. We're not talking like, you know how the kid sometimes does different voices because she, th she thinks it's funny? Yeah. But you can still tell it's her voice? No, this was not a voice that could have emanated from G from Jean. That could have come from Jean. You'd be like, oh, hey, Robert. <laughs> right. Like, so... I don't know why they didn't uh, just get rid of the doll then. I would have been like, the doll has to go. If you cannot separate yourself from the doll, you can go too. I'm not, I'll help you pack your bag. I'm not, doll's not staying in the house. Some even said they had seen Robert, oh, I skipped a sentence. There were reports of Robert's face changing expressions and then giggles emanating from him. <laughs> uh, it's all like weird off-brand Scooby 
it kind of did a little bit. That yeah. was that was spoopy doo. <laughs> spoopy doo. <laughs> <laughs> Some even said they had seen Robert running up and down the stairs. After Jean's parents died, he and his wife moved back into Jean's childhood home and for some godforsaken reason brought Robert with them. I can just picture this conversation. Okay, honey, we're going to move back into my childhood home. And uh, we're, bringing the, we're bringing the doll with us. No, the fuck we are not. <laughs> we are not. You are not bringing that doll anywhere. I would not have married a man who was obsessed with a doll. No. Mm-mm. I'm not. No. Me either. I wouldn't marry a man obsessed with a doll either. You wouldn't marry a man. And honestly, I'm <laughs> questioning my decision at this point. Jean decided that Robert needed his own bedroom, despite his wife Anne's protests. After which I feel are valid and she should have protested. After Jesus his Christ. ex-wife's protests. <laughs> right. I would have been like, okay, if he gets his own bedroom, he can have your side, he can have my side of the bed because I'm out. Goodbye. You're done. After begging, Jean finally conceded to Anne and put Robert up in the attic where he couldn't hurt anybody. Neighborhood kids reported seeing Robert looking out the window at them and mocking them as they walked to school, which those are kids. Who knows if that's accurate? Yeah. Robert, however, often made escapes from the attic, despite Gene being 100% sure that he locked the attic door. Don't love it. Um, yeah. When Gene died in 1974, a new family moved into his house. This new family had a 10-year-old daughter who was just tickled when she found Robert in the attic. That delight was uh, pretty short-lived, though, because she soon went to her parents and said, Robert is alive and he wants to kill me. <laughs> the, these parents were having none of that, as they should, and they immediately donated Robert to the East Martel Martello Fort, where he still remains today. Staff members keep Robert locked in a glass case, but he still terrifies vid visitors with his demonic giggling and his refusal to let his picture be taken without permission. So basically... So how the hell does he get out of a locked attic then keep it in a glass case? Maybe he's decided to behave. He looks like a fucking crash test dummy. From he, like He really does. Wearing <laughs> a little fucking sailor suit. It's just, it's such a weird looking doll. Like, it doesn't even look scary, it just looks weird. None of these dolls look all that particularly scary. Except, I don't know, I think Okiku is pretty scary, because fucking hair grows, and they tested it, and it was human hair. So absolutely the fuck not. I, no. Mm-mm. wonder what happened if you put, like, all of them in the same room, like a haunted doll deathmatch. I don't know. That. Uh, on TV from a fucking distance. <laughs> it's the kind of shit you watch from a distance. No, I'm not watching it in person. <laughs> but uh, I would watch that just to see how many haunted dolls got destroyed. That would be kind of cool, just to like see something like that. It's just like just dolls sitting there in a room and people just watching it, like there's nothing happening. <laughs> Don't mind that. Oh, on a totally unrelated note, um, you heard about. Can Elon Musk what he wants to do to Mars? Go live on it by himself? That 
would be fine. No, he wants to um, nuke the poles of Mars with like some sort of like pulse nuclear missiles or something to create artificial tiny suns that will warm the planet and make an Earth-like atmosphere. So what they're trying to do, they're trying to make it a place for like richy rich people to go. Good. They can all go fucking live on Mars. And then like all all us Bye. peasants will live here on on old Earth. Great. Oh. Bye. Go. Go then. I'll wait fang them. Mm-hmm. I will. Go on. Leave. Nobody yeah, wants just, you here. Yeah, Only just, it'll be serious. It's not really white fanging him because I'm not going to be crying when I say it. You just flip them off as they fly away. Bye. Well, nobody wants you here. Peace. Have fun. I'm cranky. <laughs> yeah, I just had to mention that, though, because it was just so ridiculous. Uh, did you hear the most recent thing that Trump did? No, anytime I see Trump in the headline, I just disregard it because I don't care. So, you know, I, I haven't been feeling well. So this kind of explains my reaction to this. But uh, I got notification from Twitter, which I don't even really use, uh, but that Trump had interrupted a wedding at Mar-a-Lago to announce that he was going to build a wall along the West Coast so that people from China couldn't come in. And I just... I thought I was having a fever dream. Right, like that. Because, like, I was like, surely I am so sick and I have a fever that is so high that I am fucking hallucinating right now. And this can't, this isn't real. How are you going to build a wall in the ocean? Right, like. Are we, are we, are we cutting California off? Right, you can't have those dirty commies in California, right? Like. <laughs> I'm, I've just, I've got questions, and if you build it in the ocean, first of all, I've never quite understood how things get built in the ocean. Um, There's like these, um... Because nobody's ever really, like, searched the entire ocean, so how far out is the wall going to be? How deep is the water? How are you going to get things to build the wall into the water? How tall is this wall going to have to be? Do you understand my question? You're looking at me like I'm insane. <laughs> well, no, because, like, I mean, obviously getting the stuff out to the location to build the wall wouldn't be that hard. Like, just... No, no, no. I understand that. Obviously, you just, like, take it out on a boat. Done. Boom. Problem solved. But, like, you can't just randomly decide this is how deep we're going and then build the wall up from there. Right. They would have to, like, have, like, engineers and shit, and then, like, they figure out, like, the topography of the ocean floor, where they're going to build it at. Right, but in order to explore that ocean floor, it can't be that far out. Oh, yeah, it probably wouldn't be. It'd probably be, like, I don't know, 100 feet out, maybe? A couple hundred feet, at the most? Or knowing him, it'd be, like, right at the fucking beach. No more... No I have another beach. question. Do oil, like, oil rigs, you know what I mean? Like, out on the ocean, do do they just float? No. They would just float away. Right. Do you, <laughs> do you understand why I'm, like, uh, why I'm confused? I am so smart. I, 
It's the same I thing. I am such a smart person, and my brain can't wrap around, like... It's the same thing with, like, piers and docks, okay? Okay, but so, those are right on the edge of the water. So they're, they're, the way they're they're built is there's, like, these, like, um, like circular, like, concrete pillar thingies, and they get stuck into that, and then there's like these big posts, pretty much, that's what it sits on. So that way they don't lose their multi-million dollar oil rig <laughs> and just floats off somewhere. Right. I just... They're out in the middle of the fucking ocean. Mm-hmm. And so they have to helicopter in. It's so deep! Like, it's such a waste of resources. It is. Right. Anyways, we're yeah. way, way, way off topic. Yeah. But like, back to my story about this whole Trump thing. Like, I just have more questions. Do you know how tall the wall would have to be to keep planes from flying in from China? It would just have to be like that TV show. Is he just gonna build a, a wall in the sky? No, it had to be like um, what was that show called, The Dome or whatever? Yeah, it had to be Under like the that. Dome. It, yeah, it have to be like what that. What kind of horror fan are you if you've never read Under the Dome? I haven't read it, but I watched the show. Yes, because Stephen King adaptations have always done so successful, been so successful. Right. No, you need to read the book. Although you're still reading the same book. Um, that you were at the start of our relationship, so I don't want that to go. Because it's like a fifteen hundred page book. Yeah. It is. So I, I mean, I was lying in bed, and I really thought I was like having a fever dream when I was reading that. I don't even. I don't get it. There you go. All right, we hope you've enjoyed our top ten list and our rant at the end. We'll see you next week for a brand new, not creepy, but very funny top ten list. Hello, and welcome to 10 Things We Have to Tell You. I'm Kendra. And I'm Brandon. We love making top ten lists and then making other people listen to them. Join us as we explore a new top ten list each week.